0: Thank God you're here, Dan. I came as fast as I could. I've been moving out of my house, and I've got all these irregular-shaped objects, and they want to know how much volume these objects will take, and I can work out the volume of a sphere and and a rectangle and a prism. I I can do that stuff, but... The the movers want to know the volume. That's how they they pay, by the volume! Oh, Jesus. Oh, I just don't know. I've got things that are weirdly shaped, like horses and...
1: We can use the Archimedes method. The what now? The Archimedes method. What you do is you fill up a pool or a bathtub or any sort of device. Mm. I've got one here. That's why you brought that with you. No, it was just a coincidence. Oh, a helpful coincidence that I brought it with me. Oh, so I didn't know what you wanted me to good do. Good point. Initially.
0: Is that, that, that maybe you're going to a Ned Kelly fancy dress party? No. Oh
1: no. At any rate. You'll notice how the water is filled right up to the top of it.
0: You've carried it here full of water? Ah. You're some kind of Superman. That would be hundreds of kilograms.
1: Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of kilograms. I'm that strong. Water is surprisingly heavy. I'm literally as strong as that water tank is literally here. That's, That's... Wow. I'm literally happy. Now, if you want to discover the mass of something, for instance, this brick, you just pop it into the pool, and thus all the water that's displaced catches around the edge. We weigh the water... And that's how much.
0: That's brilliant. Hang on, let me let me. I'll just throw in this little horse statue and this racing car. Oh, this Lovely. is working really well. Hang on. What else? Uh, my lamp. Here we go. My computer. There
1: it no, it uh, no, doesn't matter. That's, but that's okay,
0: we'll get, it's fine.
1: At and least we'll know how much it costs in shipping.
0: That's true, it's, that's all we need to know. Oh, this is working really well. Hang on a minute, here's my irregularly shaped potassium and cesium collection. Potassium? Hit the gate! Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
1: Smart enough to up know better, episode
0: 11. The podcast of science. Legs 11. Comedy and ignorance.
1: My mother decided that she wanted a boar on her property.
0: Right, and that's why she had you. Put <laughs> on Yeah, we yeah a, really get ourselves a. It's rim shot yeah, machine. A rim shot,
1: yeah, just buy ourselves a couple of drums and <laughs> a just for that. So she had the people with the great big drill come out. The guy comes out with his apprentice and they're mm-hmm. wandering around the land, and I'm working out there at the time.
0: You're I'm, a land man. Oh, I was working I know, on the I was land. Or
1: something, or oxy cutting, or something quite manly. You can so weld?
0: Surprisingly, I can. Have... You have welding
1: skills? I can't weld. I can, I can oxy-cut, though. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which okay. is just like cutting stuff out of paper, except with fire. That's, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so at any rate, so I'm working on it, and I notice these guys kind of wandering around doing their thing, th- figuring out where to put the board, mm. the, the drill hole, mm. and
0: suddenly I noticed... Sorry, I've just, it just occurred to me you meant the hole in the ground, not the piggy-like animal. Yes. Right. That's yes. Not the B O R E, not B O A R.
1: They wanted bore water. I, right. Okay. So she wants a well, basically. <laughs> I see. Not a, they're not pig farmers. No, that's,
0: that's, it all makes sense. Either uh, way, it made sense until you was sticking a pig in the ground. Yes. And I'm like, what's going on here? Some sort of I want, pig planting. I want a big,
1: oh yeah, I'm putting a pig in the ground because so, that's how you get, get more pigs. Little piggies coming off. A, I want a pig tree.
0: I'm gonna pluck pluck the pigs.
1: So wow. they're wandering around. I'm such a city boy. Because they're thinking about where to drill. Mm-hmm. And I look up and I realise that one of them is holding two bent pieces of wire in his hands. Oh, my
0: goodness. And they're wandering around actually doing water divination. Dowsing. Dowsing. It's called dowsing. And right, and how does that work for them?
1: Well, they're wandering around, and the things swing back and forth in their hands oh. when there's water, and it sort of points towards where the water is. Yeah, it
0: crosses over. So they, walk, oh. they, walk, they
1: spend a couple, good couple of hours walking all over the land, <laughs> and they finally find it, and they pick the point where they're going to drill, mm. and they go... And my mother says, isn't it wonderful? I'm like, what the fuck was that? It's <laughs> like, they need to know where to fill for water. I'm like, they, are, they not, are they magicians looking y- yeah, for water? That, that's,
0: yes. How, who are these and people? And she goes, no,
1: no, no. They're divining. Like, they're looking... And this is my mother, the hippie. You've got to remember. Uh, okay, so right, they're, yes. they're, they're looking for water. And they, they figured out that they were going to dig right over there. And I mm. said, right mm. over there. Just in the shade of the biggest, healthiest looking gum tree in the paddock. <laughs> and she went, oh.
0: <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, can we all say the word together... Idiomotor effect. Idiomotor effect. Uh,
1: not really. I- oh.
0: Idiomotor. I- 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 idiomotor. Idiomotor. You're, an, idi- you're I- I- an idiomotor.
1: Your mum's an idiomotor. Oh, oh, how dare
0: you. Because so if you don't know it's not real, you don't know it's not real. Like, yeah. And it's, I have no problem with people not knowing things when you kind of... When you learn, when you should learn, think, well, Actually, that's not true. Idiomotor effect just doesn't. It's 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 a real effect. It yeah. just doesn't actually let you magically find. Good for Ouija board. Yes, well, yes. We that's it, what moves things around. We discussed that with Philip Ascroft in the last interview. Yeah, the whole yeah. idiomotor effect thing.
1: And the Ouija board was originally a board
0: game. Yes, which I told you on the last podcast. Did you? Yes. No, it was in the interview. Was it? Yes.
1: I haven't listened to that.
0: <laughs> <long>. <laughs> Good to hear. Good. Must be a coincidence. Good to hear. <laughs> it, was, it was put out by Mattel or, or Milton Bradley, Bradley or something like that. Yes, it was oh, just a yeah. toy. And then later on, it was, it was... Are you sure you told me in the last podcast? It was in the... It was in. The, did you listen to the interview?
1: Yeah.
0: Then it was in that. Oh, there, yeah. There you go. Okay. This is very exciting for our listeners who are like, yes, we listen to it all the time. Uh, we, know exactly- we love it, Dan. Yeah, Why don't you listen to this thing <laughs> that we love? <laughs> that you edit, which is a bit strange. Uh, you don't even...
1: <laughs> what are you editing? I'm, I'm not listening to the content. I'm just listening to people going,
0: um, um like, uh, Like, deleting. always... <laughs> Dan has an iPad too. Yeah, we have hey. gone 21st century, ladies and gentlemen. No more paper for me. iPad 2. Very exciting. Because
1: paper is too destructive to the environment. Mm. With all those renewable trees being pulped up and stuff. <laughs> so nice. I've... So I'm, you're Indian, I'm you... wiping out an enormous amount of aluminium <laughs> and precious metals. No, 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 it's no, okay.
0: No, 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 aluminium's fine. Aluminium, or bauxite, is the most common mineral in the Earth's crust. All so, right. Well, one of the... I'm going to say it is. I'm, I'm making a call. All right. I'm making a call. It's the most common. So we, we have a lot of aluminium. Oh, okay. Oh, aluminum, if you're American. But we're aluminium, so, Yeah. Uh,
1: Speaking of saying stuff different in America... Mm, mm. It is now the third month of our Australian accent competition, where we're getting people from all around the world to send in them talking in their original accent and doing their best Australian accent, yes. and also saying, Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
0: And how's it going, Dan? No <laughs>
1: entries. Still no entries. I've had three people say, oh, no, 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 I'm working on it. So do
0: it. Do it. You'll win fabulous prizes. We don't actually have fabulous prizes. Well, you prizes. have an iPad too.
1: No, 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 no.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying you give it away. You just have one. Yes. You're obviously wealthy enough yeah. to buy fabulous prizes. I'll send prizes. you a picture of the <laughs> iPad, too. He'll be naked.
1: I'm still wondering about printing up these crypto zoo shirts.
0: Okay, Oh, there you go. Oh, we, yeah. might, we might have a crypto zoo shirt. So if I like, could, could send zoo out a crypto zoo shirt. Yes.
1: If we do that.
0: Fair enough. Well, Please. we might.
1: Okay. Well, we need you and me and then the winner and then I need, like, three other people to say, yes, we'll buy it, and then I won't actually be losing money.
0: Well, we can, do, we can find three people who... who you think so. Our parents. Our parents love us, that sort of thing, you know. Uh, your parents love us? No, no, but yes! Yes, do they? I don't know. Really? What? What are you talking about? Well, your mum loves me. Oh, yeah. She would break you in half, skinny man. Now, let me read you a quote. Go on, then. This is a quote. I'll just see if you can pick where it comes from. This is sent to us by Paul Ruhr on the internet's. So thank you, Paul, for sending us in. I am tired of all this thing called science. We have spent millions in that sort of thing for the last few years, and it's time it should be stopped. <laughs> Isn't that a great quote. What is that? His quote? That's the quote. I am tired of all this thing called science. We have spent millions in that sort of thing for the last few years, and it's time it should be stopped. <laughs> Why? You never. Well, you never get a guess. It's just. It's just one of those amazing things. It's actually from a Pennsylvanian senator, Simon Cameron, but it's all the way back in 1861 when he was opposing the funding for the Smithsonian Institute. All oh, right. So I just love the fact that people have always been a little bit weird. Like these, we think that the fight we're leading now, you know, against ignorance and that sort of stuff, is, is yeah. new, but it's not. People have been saying dumb things forever. Yeah. yeah. As Aristotle, the, the famous quote about how the music of today is leading children into terrible and depravities <laughs> and things. <laughs> like that, and, and, and they don't listen to their elders and they're naughty and they, they, should, yeah. they should be better civilians. And you see, it, nothing has changed. It's, we're still fighting oh, the same these fight. These kids dancing to their piano fortes? That's right. No, they're touching. How dare they touch? <gasps> Look, they're touching hands. It's disgusting.
1: Horrible stuff. You know what? You know what this place needs is someone to stand up against all this terrible, terrible behaviour. Someone who's not afraid. Someone who actually stands up, dons a superhero <laughs> costume... <laughs> And does something <laughs> to make society better. That's and I've got just the person in mind. I'm talking about Captain Australia,
0: Australia's
1: <laughs> first costumed hero, costume hero or costume vigilante.
0: Ooh. If you want to uh, put some bias in that's there. True. And if you don't know about him, he's a gentleman who, in the last couple of months, has decided to wear a costume and fight crime. He's been doing it for two years now. Well, it's in the, that's in the interview. Oh, don't sorry. give it away. Spoilers. <sighs> he's been doing it
1: since time began. Immemorial. <laughs> his father and his father before on him on Skull
0: Island. <laughs> He is the kangaroo who walks. No, He's a superhero. Well, at least he's a costumed vigilante who goes around Brisbane righting wrongs or doing whatever he can do, helping people out as much as he can. Now, there are other ones, of course, out there in the world. He's not the first one in the world. But he's the first one, as far as we're aware, in Australia. Yeah. And we managed to get an interview with him.
1: Yes. So, please sit back and get your ears ready for some exciting, exciting stuff. Now, you will notice progressively throughout the interview this weird sound like someone being slapped with a fish in the background. <laughs> that is Captain Australia plunging one fist into his other palm of his hand. It was very strange. It was very intimidating. <laughs> and now that I've pointed that out, you won't be able to ignore it. Enjoy. <laughs>
0: It's a very dark night here on Petrie Terrace, and we're standing in a park, and normally two effete gentlemen such as ourselves standing well-dressed in a park would be a recipe for danger here mm. in the dark areas of Spring Hill. And I'm the pretty one, so I'm right. in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight, we don't feel any fear whatsoever, because we have with us the Guardian of Brisbane, Mr... What, Mr? said, <laughs> so, whoa, 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 he... The Guardian of Brisbane. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry,
1: he didn't train with the navy. So,
0: <laughs> Thanks a The Guardian. <laughs> Thanks The Guardian of Brisbane, Captain Australia. Well, welcome, Captain Australia. Thank you very good much. Moment. Good evening. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. This is a very exciting moment for me. I've, I've been a big superhero fan for a very long time. Costume adventurers were my thing, and even now I'm, I'm definitely not a child anymore. I'm, I'm way beyond that, but I still hold on to that dream. That, that oh. power. I'm delighted, mate. I hope in a little way I
2: can keep that dream
0: going. Yes, you have. The fact that, you, that I got in contact with you through the web after seeing you on television and the fact you got in contact with me back and we organised this is just amazing. You think a man who, who hides a space for, for justice and goes and fights crime would, would have to keep a lower profile. Mm, well,
2: contrary to the solitary, brooding hero overlooking the city... My mission depends, at least in part, on public outreach, so I intend to fight evil, but I also intend to do good under the principle that good deeds propagate, so in order for that to happen, you have to tell
1: people about it.
2: No. Now, we
1: should probably explain to the listeners what it is we're looking at here. Yes. Because when we say costume superhero... We mean it. We do.
0: <laughs> we don't, there's no messing around. We'll, we'll put a link to your webpage on the podcast notes. But he is resplendent in the colours of Australia, uh, gold and green, so very powerful Australian colours. Dan, how else would you describe him? There's
1: the, the cow. a cowl.
0: Is a cowl hiding his identity from us, of course. Uh,
1: which is, in some ways, terrifying. But the the bright yellow felt lightning bolts on the top do help to offset that. And they're
0: actually kangaroos, mate. They are, Dan. They're kangaroos. Look at that. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. For non Australian listeners, yes, that's a very Australian chant. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's true, sorry. I'm all on um, Twitter at that time.
1: What a yeah. wonderful catch cry to hear coming out of the darkness at you as you're committing your cry. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. That's what The actually... hell is that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does it work that way? It's not a bad one. I, I don't actually have a catch cry. I don't have. Theme um, music? <laughs> kapow, bam. I don't have any any sound <laughs> no. effects whatsoever to help me in my quest. Aussie,
0: Aussie, Aussie, oi, 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 is not bad. To it's say. like Marco Polo, because any decent Australian, even even indecent Australian, if you didn't know where they were, they were in a warehouse or something like that, and you went, Aussie, 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 I know for a fact that 90% of people would go, oi, 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 damn it! oh, we've given ourselves away to Captain Australia <laughs> again.
2: The only other thing I can think of is maybe a good old cooey, you know?
0: That's, that's, that's yes, yes, that's, my mother can do that very well. It's, you know who's a fear of God in the people? One of those bull roars. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> True. We're helping him now. We should be helping. We're interviewing. Him. We're not trying to give him.
2: Uh, Frightening people is not part of the goal in any case. So the masked one.
0: So. That's interesting. Okay. So you know, said so you're not a brooding superhero. You're you're here to make. Brisbane better? Australia better?
2: The world, ideally. But mm-hmm. yeah, Captain Australia. I'm committed to making Australia. For
0: right. And what's, what's the normal mission statement for Captain Australia?
2: For me, it's something that I've, I've evolved over time. I, I started out with a sense that I had to take accountability for fighting evil, apathy. So it started out with a, an idea of becoming a, a masked crime fighter. Mm. But subsequent to that, I've realised crime is, is not even really... The adversary it is evil and evil has so many different masks evil can be found in so many different places and I, i've struggled to f- identify my adversary so there's fighting evil and there's doing good deeds mm. and in terms of violence and wearing a mask uh, mm. and, and everything around that protecting my identity i, I need to do that I, I there are a lot of crazy people out there and i don't want to mm. expose my family in particular to any kind of rebuke but aside from that, it's about negotiation, it's about constructive dialogue with people. Mm. You can't remedy a problem without establishing mutual respect. I've been in violent assaults, and it's Please. regrettable when there is a violent outcome, mm. but at the end of the day, that's not core to what I do. Avoiding violence is probably core to what I do. Sure, okay. That makes sense. That's always a...
1: So, what sort of training do you have so far as dealing with violence?
2: I've for the majority of my life been committed to martial arts so ah. I've trained in a range of different fighting styles for the most part I've last five or six years my training's declined I've been teaching and kind of like Elvis i found that I've, I've been slowly ballooning out as well like putting up <laughs> yeah so it Elvis happens, Elvis happens the, the best of us, unfortunately <laughs> yeah, in the declining years and I, I honestly I was completely oblivious to that until I started to see myself on film mm. and, <laughs> and thought oh great I'm wanting to be An iconic example, and I'm this tubby guy wandering around. So, fat but fit, and and able to run, huge stamina, really, really solid level of physical capability. Uh, I noticed you've avoided the
1: the nylon body stocking suit genre of... Uh, Hispanic, Hispanic, for, Hispanic, for very yeah. legitimate reasons. <laughs> yeah.
2: But since I noticed that, I've, I mean, I've talked about 25 kilos since I started the Captain Australia Quest. Wow. I've gone into some very intensive physical, but I'm almost where I need the fitness. Because, I mean, you can't be an example to others unless you are constantly trying to beat yourself. Mm-hmm. And have, being fit and healthy is part
0: of that. Mm. So, well, it's two-thirds, i it, say, two-thirds of males, like myself, are overweight, and half of women or something like that in Australia, own, yeah. adults anyway. That's mm. amazing. It's, it's a staggering, it's yeah. an absolutely staggering statistic. Okay, well, Terrible
1: how about weapons? Do you have like a I was gonna ask get, do you have an Australian version of the battering? And uh-huh. I realised what that
3: would be. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we built
3: it first.
2: Yeah, it first I think the Australia that we would be the originator uh, right? and <laughs> Batman would be the copycat, I think. Then, yeah. Um <laughs> In short, no, I don't carry. Originally, part of my arsenal, I'd, I'd intended to carry like a pacifying weapon, like a, a stun weapon, mm. but uh, oh. I'd, I'd explore the legalities around that. And, mm. uh, you know, for me, it, it takes more courage to put a weapon down than to pick one up. Mm. But well, I do have a defensive weapon. It, it's not really, it's a torch. Technically, as far as the uh. law is concerned, <laughs> and as far as anybody else is concerned, it's a torch, and I wear it on my belt, and it's in case I need to see in a dark place. But if I'm ever attacked by a couple of guys or a person with a knife or Mm. a really committed, more trained and more effective attacker, I could use that to defend myself.
0: shine a light into the darkness. And hit them with the heavy end. Mm.
2: But I've also got more gear in development as well. I've got a Captain Australia 2.0 uniform being developed at the moment. Oh, that's awesome.
0: I've
2: got one guy, he's a colleague. I imagine uh, mech Uh, For some
1: reason.
2: It's not (laughs) mech, but it it does have inbuilt trauma-resistant plates. Um, Oh, wow. I'm not sure what the material is. Body armor here in Australia, and the military-grade body armor is classified as a weapon, so you can't have it all carry it without a permit. Mm. But this sort of custom uniform, it fits into the cosplay category, so I'm able to create it without having to worry about breaking the law, and it can defend against uh, easily the cut of a hit from a glass or a, yeah. or a heavy chair.
0: So, what I think it leads quite well into legalities. This is something that always made me think about not wearing a costume and doing stuff what is the legalities of doing what you do is wearing a mask illegal have you had problems with that? a policeman asked you to remove it and that sort of thing no
2: never and never. I mean consider the burqa you know the iconic Muslim piece of clothing like mm. if I wanted to walk around in, in a ninja outfit in the hot Brisbane day completely masking my face I, I'm entitled to do that it's clothing you know yes, a policeman so. can demand that you identify yourself so certainly I, I've not been put in that position yet mm. and the law's murky on and what constitutes a you know intent and, and whatnot. Usually, that stuff it, it sort of comes out of the, in the mix after an incident. So mm. let's say nah. I've got a I've got a shield. So there's a colleague. His name's Cypherman and he's been developing a shield. So right. it's going to have a mounted light, which I'll be able to activate inside the shield to dazzle someone if they attack me. Sure, he, he's shot it. It can actually take a, 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 a light arms fire, yeah? so it, you know. It, in theory, wow. in theory, it's a great tactical asset. It's a bit heavier than I'd like it to be. I think mm. so for Captain Australia three I'm looking at a collapsible shield because I mean you can't do a uniform <laughs> um, change as well if you're carrying around this enormous, yeah. enormous shield. Yeah, it's like throw it but, away somewhere. Yeah, it's got a mounted light, mounted camera. It's got that. CA at symbol radiating out in sort of a hypnotic pattern. And I'm really looking forward to getting it and integrating it into my my current set of gear. And yeah, in theory, let's say there's a violent assault. Let's say three men are attacking a young woman and I intervene. She runs away. I fight off those three men and somehow I to subdue them. Let's say in doing that, I use the shield. The shield would probably then, when it goes to court, or my identity would probably be revealed. Mm. Maybe not publicly, but certainly to the administrators of the law. Mm. And the shield would probably be determined that it was a deliberate weapon carried for the purpose of hurting somebody. So I would be considered to have been carrying a weapon with a certain intent for it as well in the wash if the girl who was being attacked testified to support me and that I protected her and stopped her from Mm. raped, it may or may not be a dark outcome for me but Mm. for me the point is putting aside the the personal consequence and doing the right thing situationally when opportunity comes up So in that example where three men are attacking a woman, secret identity aside, the risk of personal injury aside, the risk of legal rebuke aside, I'm going to intervene. Mm. I'm not going to ask three men to rape a woman. I'm not going to stand there and police. I'm going to jump in. Mm. And I'll certainly do hopefully the best, smartest, most effective thing that (laughs) I can, but it could have a ripple effect for me. And the fact that I'm willing to put aside those consequences is... Intended to be an example to other people mm. somewhere we 've lost our way we 've lost our sense of right and wrong and we 've lost our pursuit of moral excellence and we 've lost our dignity where we 've become the generation of road rage self gratifying apathetic mm. and you know I, mm. I generalize, and not everybody is like that, obviously, but mm. walk the streets at night and meet some of the people that you 'll meet. I, I, I challenge you to do that sort of random spot survey, and you will find this undercurrent rage mm. and hate. It's terrible, and it's my mission to try and try and amend that. somehow. okay.
0: Um, I always I wanted to ask: How long have you been actually? How long have you been active as Captain Australia? A couple of years now. It's a couple of years now. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah.
2: My my first uniformed
0: poll is just under. right. Two years. Okay. And are you, as far as you're aware, are you Australia's first costume hero?
2: I believe so. There's muddy lines in it, isn't yeah. yeah. When I started doing this, I was unaware that there's actually people around the world who do it. Right? Yes. In well, America, there's this fraternity. Yeah. There's lots of yeah, them. Right?
0: Um, the ones recently I looked up, there's a guy... Coincidentally, I happened to notice... Well, I saw you on television, and then within days I saw a guy called The Statesman in, in Birmingham in the United Kingdom. And there's another one, in, I think he's in Chicago, called Phoenix Jones. So these yeah. are active now. Seen, it guy. seems similar to you, as in men who have put on a costume and, and go around where they, where they live and try to right wrongs or be, be, a, be a, an icon, I suppose, when we'll put it that way. And
2: Phoenix earns his name because I think he was stabbed or shot or
1: something.
3: Right. And, oh And wow. then return. There's wow. A, there's a
0: guy I heard about in Gotham City who's
1: doing really well. Stop
3: you. <laughs>
0: this is real. He's not doing all the silly things. So it's so just What? 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 That real. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do you feel you've made
2: a difference? I think, look, it's really subtle. That that sort of thing, it's like that butterfly flaps its wings, and there's, an, there's a tsunami mm. in, in Japan. Sort of, you know, like you can never really understand the effect of your actions, but. I've had people come back to, I guess, testimonials. and right. I, I, I know that in at least one incident, prevented a very dark act for somebody. So in knowing that I've prevented an evil act, I think mm-hmm. good and evil propagate. They have this ripple effect like a stone in one. So mm-hmm. if I do a good deed and you see it, you respect it and admire it, mm-hmm. you then might emulate it, especially if you're younger and mm-hmm. you, you need a role model. Likewise, if I prevent an evil act, I'll prevent this cancer from spreading and growing. So in this case, there was a young woman who was prone to a sexual assault, two men. She was really, really drunk. Two men at her side interfere with her. They didn't know her. They just saw her as a victim. Mm. And I I was able to intervene, question them. They Mm. were sort of shocked by me and by my presence. (laughs) And I I frightened them away. I was able to establish they didn't know her at all. Mm. So Mm. they were pretending to know her, to take her back to their car. Mm. And I was able to then put her in a cab, give the cab driver some money, make sure that she went to her home. Yeah. So If she had been assaulted, that Mm. would have darkened her. And that could then darken people around her and then that ripple effect of evil. So by preventing that, that one single thing, who knows what the ultimate ripple effect of that is. Maybe her son will grow up to be a fine you know, civil libertarian or something mm-hmm. that... If she were raped, he would not be because of dark abuse, okay. you know, her, her cruelty to him. Uh, you're not omnipotent. You can't see the range of acts of what... Mm. All I know is that I'm trying to do what's right, and I believe it's
0: happening. Well, the question here, of course, is... I don't wear a costume, and I mean, I don't run around doing these sort of things, but why the costume, then? Like, why Why not just be Joe Blogs and stop this? Because mm. you've got to stop it as that, as you're mm. someone... And I,
2: I could be a social worker or a policeman or a fireman, Yes, well. yes, yeah. So, for me... It could just be peculiarity or an <laughs> idiosyncrasy of myself, whatever it is, the idea jumped full blown in my mind mm. and the logic of it is that I have a, a distinct set of experiences and capabilities that would serve me in situations where I, I can just go out be i don 't need mm. to, to carry authority, I can put on a mask and, and act. The idea of an iconic uniform I think it, it's, it's just that the bizarreity of it I mm. think to attract that attention to then. Project the impact of it, you know. Absolutely. So it's it's that. That's quite
0: interesting. That's I, yeah. I, that's almost like the opposite of what I thought you were going to say. Then, I, as in, so you're using it as a way of getting attention to yourself to stop whatever's to happening.
2: Yeah, yeah, to an extent. So it, it's deliberately part of my quest. The fact that you're giving the op- me the opportunity to speak to the people who listen to you, mm. that's an opportunity for me to to spread a message that I hope there's at least one person out who will hear and who will understand that despite all of the evidence to the contrary, not insane, mm. um, that, I'm, that, I'm a, that I'm a conscious on, that, I'm going
0: to cross that off the list. <laughs> that,
2: that, that was question number 42. Are you mad? No, for really? Are you mad? Seriously? Um, yeah. But the, if, if I reach that person, then... It's that ripple effect, that unknown next effect. Mm. What will they do? They'll maybe they'll do something wonderful. You do know? you get
1: much mockery in the streets?
2: For sure, yeah. Oh. There's a there's a full spectrum of reactions from people, mm. but um, uh, amusement is more common than, than mockery. But you know, mockery is the darker side of amusement. And, mm. Uh, mm. For my part, I, I don't really mind amusing people. If I can surprise them when, you know, maybe I'll have a, a defining moment when I'm in public where I'll have the opportunity to, to do something exceptional. Mm. And I hope that I can live up to that and that I don't disgrace myself and that I'm able to be as brave and as inspiring as I want to be. Mm. But for, for the most part, when you're out on patrol, which it's a lot of... And it's not that different to a policeman on patrol. You are just traveling around you're seeing a lot of drunken people vomiting on your shoes and Mm. you know when you're interacting with drunks they can be friendly or they can be abusive and, and certainly there's a fair amount of mockery
0: so would you be hoping others take a similar stand to you in the way that you have
2: I'd have Concerns. Like I'm content that if you guys attack me now, I'm content that I could acquit myself. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get out of here. He's, okay. He's <laughs> on to us.
0: <laughs> but, so you know, oh my God, if,
1: if, if we tried to attack, him, we'd injure ourselves
0: That's before the, we even got. <laughs> to I'd, him. Probably, I'd probably break Dan's arm climbing <laughs> over him. We're <That's> <laughs> that bad.
2: But the the thing is, if I you no, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, although violence is the absolute worst outcome of any action that I could take, right? Mm. I do recognize it as something that you will encounter putting on a goofy costume and going out in the public. So Mm. let's say I inspire some 15-year-old kid to put on his underpants outside of his clothes and call himself, you know, Captain Spectacular, Mm. and uh, he gets beaten up. He's
0: reading my mind.
2: (laughs) I I would have some some grave concerns about that. Mm. But on the other side, the idea of people taking up the quest and in a meaningful way pursuing it, Mm. uh, that delights me. I think that that's wonderful.
1: Did you read a lot of comic books when you were younger?
2: Actually, interestingly, not really. When I was very, very small, Asterix and Obelisk was very much a. <laughs> fan of. I, I love those. Those. I don't know why. I just. I just uh, really did. No, um, I loved ask Yes, yes. Yeah, so oh yes, I said. Must no, a, it's, it's, it's
0: a, ghoul, a little, a little village. <laughs> and, yeah, and
2: cartoons about, like cool. the old Spider-Man cartoons and whatnot. But comic books for me, they were usually borrowed from someone else. Mm. And yeah, I'd, I'd certainly read them. I really enjoyed some of the Batman page turners <laughs> when I was uh-huh. And the idea that he, he's an ordinary man and at any moment he can turn open his shirt and be this caped crusader was was pretty cool to me.
1: Well, oh, there's
0: a, a question. So when you're in your normal life, your secret identity life, are you able to transform into Captain Australia very yeah, quickly? At,
2: at present, no. So I go oh, out on right. structured patrols. Right. If it's not a structured patrol, I'm responding to uh, a request from the public. So somebody said to me, can you help me with this? Can you go here? Can you look at this? Mm. And when I do that, I'm able to determine when, how, and where. How mm. I'll get in, how I'll get out, and mm. the the logistics of shifting my identity, so I can't duck into a phone booth, tear open the <laughs> shirt, and the, you don't the, always have the cowl in your top pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is the equipment's just—it's not ideal, mm. and the design of it is not ideal. I'm not a competent seamstress at all, and I was able <laughs> I just,
0: to. So this costume, your your one point zero version, is you made this. With the help
2: of my spouse, yeah. Wow. I had had about seven attempts at making the different parts of it. My theory was sound. My logic was sound. My Mm. my nimble fingers were not. Um, (laughs) uh, And there was one really interesting point when she's helping me put the costume together where she's like triple stitching part of the garment so that it, it will be stronger. And I say, well, you don't need, it doesn't really need to be that strong, sweetheart. You know, you're pregnant, don't. You're spending hours at this. So it's very kind of you to help me, but take, take it easy because she's putting so much work into it. And then she says, it has to be sturdy for when you fly. And, I'm like, <laughs> and that, <laughs> I looked at her. I looked off to the middle distance. I looked back at her. I looked to the middle distance. I paused and sort of ruminated on it. And then you know that I don't have... Superpowers, <laughs> don't you, sweetheart? She's part Chinese, part Filipino, so she's a um, so a she does have superpowers. Yeah, that's right, yes. yeah. My understanding is it the
1: Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I saw a crouching tiger. Oh, no, yes, good point. Oh, yes, <laughs> and it. apparently, I can't distinguish one Asian race from another. No, yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. oh goodness.
1: Wait, who did we say was going to edit themselves out of? Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> that's it.
2: <true. laughs> So the, now I'm speaking again after a big black pause in the interview that
0: was Dan screwing up not, not Captain okay. Australia
2: but yeah I, I can't fly unless someone throws me off to the top of a building oh, and, don't and say then true. it's a very very brief flight ending with a splat <laughs> and I just I was fascinated by her remark and yes she knows that I can't fly and mm. she knows
0: I don't have superpowers but she's optimistic <laughs> that I could develop she's, them maybe a, <laughs> so there's a good question so you have a spouse that. What does your spouse think of this? It must be a very hard thing to accept.
2: I, I guess ambivalence is probably a, a good word. Like she, in a way she's proud, in a way she's supportive and, and on the other hand she's sort of distressed and concerned. So mm. she believes that I'm doing something noble and she supports that in, in an ethical sense and she is a loving wife who supports any project that I might have. Mm. But I believe is concerned that I'll be hurt at some point. Of course. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Definitely. Yes, definitely. So what's in your
1: kit? Like I imagine
2: it's not just torches
1: for bashing people. It would oh, be lots you've got. Of helping
2: Yeah, I've got first aid, canteen, there's my torch, there's you know phones, money. I've got these calling cards, you know, with phone number and different ways to contact me on them. So if I meet somebody who I think might need my help or might know someone who needs my help, I'm able to just give them that and they can mm. contact me at their discretion. Yeah. Can we Pencils, have paper, all that <laughs> stuff. I didn't wear my utility belt oh, down. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> I'll make su- I'll make sure you you guys seem like you're out and about around town, and I will be resuming pretty active patrols pretty soon. i will come and talk to you. I'll make sure we bump into. <laughs> yeah.
3: That
1: sounds. <laughs> oh, a, I'll make sure that I see, see you, you again, again. He knows you And buy
3: day. you a beer
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that better?
1: I'm sorry I'll let everything about the Filipino race I can <laughs>
0: That's the funny thing is, Read the transcript It was very nice It's the tone though <laughs> Okay, I've just asked some quick questions. These so just these are some of them. Some of them are we asked our listeners to send in questions to ask you. So this this is from on Twitter. These are all our Twitter ones. A grey beard three asks: Is it true that you gained your powers after being bitten by a radioactive wombat?
2: <laughs> Again, I don't have superpowers. I can fly if you throw me off a building. I am slightly above average Australian male in terms of physical strength. I'm significantly above the average Australian male in terms of intellect. Aside from that, no
0: superpowers. No superpowers. Yeah. And he's t- saying that while he's lifting me above his head <laughs> and beating <laughs> me at chest. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, on Twitter again, Candu Campbell asks, do you have a council permit? I, I do not, no. Do you I know? don't busk. I don't
2: make any money from what I do. <laughs> so I, I don't think that it's... N- Wearing any special clothing necessitates a council permit.
0: Sure. Uh, Heath C asks, "How much protection do those gardening
2: gloves provide?" They're not. They're not much good at all, <laughs> really. They've got, they've got little leather straps around them. These are an alternate pair of gloves, yeah. actually, that I'm wearing today because I'm not in full uniform. But they've got a pair of leather straps around them, which can kind of if you're deflecting a, a bladed weapon and mm. maybe absorb a little bit of that. But really, they're, they're not useful at all. Not useful at all. They're but for sure. They're picking up gross stuff, <laughs> I they're, they're largely cosmetic. The next generation of my uniform will be more utilitarian, but the, the gear now is just I imagine just
1: big bladed weapons popping out like Wolverine. <laughs> <Aldering. laughs> that's version two. <laughs> uh, yeah, well,
2: ser- seriously, though, I mean, my first set of boots were a black pair of gum boots spray-painted gold. Mm. And the oh. paint kept getting leaves and stuff stuck to them, and rubbing off. Um, running around in them, I lost the tone. Gun boots
1: are not comfortable. No, no, no. they no. moving. sweat mud. You sweat, you'd sweat yeah. too. Creating
2: creating a symbolic concept is not it's not rocket science, but it's not that necessarily as easy as it sounds. As well, sort of like you have all these sort of trappings and, and, and um, symbol, underlying symbolism that you need to consider mm. and it's a bit like creating a religion and for my part <laughs> you, you can't just walk into Meyer's outlet and say yeah look I'd like a knee-high pair of combat boots please with uh, <laughs> ideally flame retardant I actually did go into a couple of you know, <laughs> shoe vendors asking if they if they'd sold that sort of thing. They yeah, look at you know, very strangely. Yeah, you just you, know, you just have to make do with what you have. Because yeah. if I waited, do you have to... any
1: shoes that are good for
0: kicking?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I need to kick
0: some stuff. <laughs> And <laughs> look good while I do it.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> they, they have to be canary yellow. Uh, uh, yeah. I've just come back from Black
0: Swan. I really want some <laughs> knee-high boots.
2: <laughs> Ideally, flame retardant. Yeah, you, know, you can see. Yes. you can see how those discussions would go. So you find specialists around the place. And now that I've been in operation, and now that I've got a little bit of exposure, mm. those specialists are finding me. There's this young artisan that I've met, and artisan's the only word I can think of for him because he's. he's a genius that's doing this work for the 2.0 uniform, he found me due to the public awareness right. and I'm absolutely delighted by that because <laughs> up until then, I've just had to make do with what I can. I've had the cosmetics of my uniform, I had a goal with them, but it's not practical at all. Mm-hmm. So the boots are from an online kinky boots vendor. They're stripper boots, I think. <laughs> but I love I your them.
0: honesty. This is very <laughs> nice. I love this honesty <laughs> that you're killing me. It's just uh, it's wonderful. It matches the be- satin boxes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I bought them because I could run in them so they were much better than the gum boots uh-huh. and they had this bucket over the top of the boots so they matched my cosmetic requirements yes. but yeah, they're, they're not they're, they're vinyl, you could easily cut or tear or mm. blend them yeah. mm. so uh, it's a work in progress now okay. on
0: Twitter asks what is your weakness and who is your nemesis
2: I've had a lot of applicants for the, for the <laughs> nemesis thing but none that I've taken too seriously there I, have saw, been... I saw
0: one on YouTube I went and checked it out and, and, okay. and, and you got linked and some of the lunatic was saying how yeah there'll be blood before yeah 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 the weird, with a weird like autotune voice and all this sort of crazy so I went that's why oh, this is the dangerous side of it this explains yeah. the secret identity
2: but I mean when, when people send that sort of nonsense to me I just said well Look, contact, I promise not to disclose your information. I won't tell anybody who you are. Let's mm. meet, let's talk. Mm. If you want to assault me, you can assault me, but let's meet, let's talk. So if, they, if they're serious about being a nemesis... <laughs> that's a terrifying <laughs> If
1: you want to assault me, it's sure. A Come yeah, with, I, I'm making you a I am so confident about but, that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> if, if they're serious about being a nemesis, instead of all of this game-playing internet nonsense, because the, the anonymity of it... <laughs> I'm in a mask, and I'm critiquing anonymity. I mm. understand that that's seemingly hypocrisy but um, Mm. the anonymity of it allows people to just do any old nonsense of course but you know I'd be hungry for an adversary in a way (laughs) I'd be if I for the most part the worst criminal I can think of is someone who will hurt a child right right? and I've, I've looked at adversaries and I've looked at the reoffend rate of people who kill, assault, or sexually interfere with the child, mm. and it's as high as forty percent. After people who are released will reoffend against another child. Mm. So I was thinking, these people—they're a matter of there's information available about released predators like that. So mm. I could potentially target them and, and mm. frighten them and give them a sense of—I don't know—demand to. I, I, I can't, I can't explain why I would want or be hungry for an adversary, but these are the darkest kind of people that I could think of. Mm. It hasn't really worked out so well, though. <laughs> it's just I, I don't have infinite resources. I don't have infinite time. I do maintain a secret identity. I do maintain a day-to-day job. Mm, and right. that prevents me from being able to potentially stalk someone 24-7 <laughs> in the way that you would need to if you chose to have an evil adversary. But I've come across some characters who are just plain awful. And I've I've looked for them. In Sydney, there was a guy in Liverpool, a released predator, who killed a couple of young children years ago, and had been seen going around parks uh, with a similar MO to his original crime. Mm. And the police can't intervene until he commits a crime. They can watch him, they can Mm. surveil him, but until he does something wrong, he's a citizen who's done his crime. But that 40% stat is is enough for me Mm. to, to feel morally okay about following that man around. And would you
0: call the police? As in, if you saw them... Would, would you say you're more a pair of eyes? Uh, as in...
2: It's situation. I mean, anybody can conduct a citizen's arrest.
0: at mm, wow. right? So, okay.
2: at the, at the okay. end of the day, though, I would put aside my own personal safety and my own legal safety mm. and directly intervene if that were the most prudent thing to do. So sure. if, if some child was in imminent danger from this guy, crash tackle him. There's, there's, there's absolutely no question about That's what
0: no. would do. If in, in, that's what you want someone. You'd hope that you're in trouble in the street. Someone would well, step up and help you. Okay, this one, just a couple more very quickly. Katie asks, what would you change about yourself?
2: I'd make myself 20 years younger and start over knowing what I know now, being who I am now mm. uh, and having the set of tools that I have now. I can't and, believe
1: you didn't pick flight. <laughs> <laughs> We've ordered...
2: Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the lament for all, all people is, you know, we, we have a finite amount of days on this earth and we don't realise necessarily until later in life what a solemn duty we have to use that time to good effect so I pissed away a lot of my 20s I would would like to actually (laughs) I would like to potentially turn around and remedy that I I tried this I tried that I I was in the armed forces for a little while I've done a lot of different things but only for pieces of the time while finding my way while finding my path and if I could go back and have a clear path and jump on from the point when I reach adulthood I I, I think that I could be a different person
0: so have you actually run into any other uh, costume heroes in Brisbane, and how, what have you thought of them if you have? No,
2: the, no online there's a few characters and, and subsequent to um, my public attention, people have come out and said, I'd like to start doing this. Mm. So as yet, I haven't met anybody who's gone so far as to put together their concept, their name, yeah. their identity, their uniform. And actually,
0: I think what the thing, I mean, nothing's not going to happen for me, but what you do differently, like, instantly I think, different than I would do, I'd be a lot more secretive about it right. and you'd be someone seen around, like, and see, but it would, I wouldn't come and meet someone on a street and, and have a podcast interview, yeah. it just wouldn't occur to me they'd be like, no, 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 no. That like, seems to be putting stuff out there. But as you said, that's your whole mm-hmm. Your you yeah. the same mistake that
1: Superman did in Superman 1 when he met up with Lois Lane because she interviewed him and <laughs> then she wrote a story about how the fact he couldn't look through see-through lead, Lex Luthor used that to his
0: advantage. when throw him off a building. Mm-hmm. We're not telling people to throw him off a building, though. We're not saying this. Although it all
2: ended up pretty well in the end, right?
0: Oh, they did fall in love. Yeah, Sorry. just true. Well, there you go, Dan. But it
1: was something that's unrequited. <laughs> Dan's yeah. not helping.
3: I think uh, in
2: the most recent. <laughs> Superman are you ready to <laughs> Hang on a really. minute, um, Dan. So, much. so far, I've dealt with a few journalists, and no offense, mm-hmm. you seem quite a lovely man. So if- <laughs>
0: he's going to break
2: my heart <laughs> yeah if I if I had to choose one to be my lowest laner it'd probably be Marguerite from The Current Affair sure no she's nice she was, <gasps> she was nice I <laughs> oh, oh
1: understand, we could have a little we'll see what he says when you get that
2: cubit oh yes for this. Interview. We'll, we'll have a platonic bromance oh, that's it. that's even better
0: can I, can I can I get a high five from Captain Belly me, no? oh Buffy, <laughs> boo! Yeah. oh yeah booyah booyah <laughs> I, I, today I was, I am a man <laughs> okay so moving on to Tatey's last question Are you serious about getting a sidekick? Because we'd heard that you were looking for one. Are you just hoping to make people more aware of the things they might otherwise just walk past and ignore? Well, both. Yes,
2: I I am sincere about finding a partner in Mm. what I do. I do think that having somebody who shares a common vision and will perfectly fit with me means that we can achieve a lot more together than i could do alone Mm. especially given right now my secret identity obligations are taking an absolute dominance in my life so Mm. if i had a partnership we could maybe have a better balance to that and keep momentum Mm. on the costumed crime fighter side of my life sure i've had a lot of frivolous people contact (laughs) me about it but i've I've had a couple of pretty serious candidates as well
0: well also the question is do they want to be a sidekick or do they want to be an equal partner? You know, that's yeah, the... And that
2: doesn't that doesn't worry me. The idea of a sidekick, uh, I think more of as a partnership, sidekick is just one of those terms that gets thrown out there, a Batman and Robin thing. But yes. I, the idea of a network of super friends like the Justice League of Australia was <laughs> was a possibility, you know? Brilliant. Oh, I brilliant. I personally... That's not Aquaman! I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find that delightful. Well, you'd have to be a down-under version of. So one of the serious candidates for the, the sidekick thing was a young man. He's a bit of a metrosexual, mm. but he knows how to pick locks. He's got a complementary set of skills. Mm. Not so much on the fighting side, but he does have a certain set of skills. And he wants to call himself the down-under boy wonder. I'm sizing him up, he's... Uh,
1: Back be misconstrued got some well, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it's, down it's, under boy <laughs> like that <That's>, well, <laughs> we can work on it they can work on it what do we, what the the
2: we theoretical it? I'm the Australian version of Captain America he's mm. the Aussie version of the boy wonder Robin, mm. so
0: would your would your partner have to be Australian themed uh,
2: like, I, I love this country that we live in and it, it makes me so sad to see the decay in this nation. Mm. For me, the national identity is important and being iconically Australian is important. So I'd want a boomerang boy or the kangaroo kid or, <laughs> or something like that, ideally. But that doesn't mean I can't team up with somebody who wants to be any old thing. Mm. You know? And uh, there, for, there seems to be a trend in most of the people who, who say that they're serious about doing it to come up with these flamboyant, dark. Mm. Angled names, you know, like I am you know, the Shadow Hound or yeah. Dark Boxer De- or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deathnet.com or whatever, you know, whatever whatever they want to call them, <laughs> whatever they want to call themselves. It's got it's got a, a dark tone to it. You know, at, at the end of the day, yeah, purity and decency and honour and respect. That's what Captain Australia is about.
0: If you had one last thing to say, what would that be? What words of wisdom would you have for Australia?
2: I, I would say to people, life is sacred, and you should live as if. God is watching, and in my part, I'm not a religious person, so for me, God is part Gandhi, part Fonzie, and part Batman.
0: Um, <laughs> well, Captain Australia, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much uh, Thank you. for being part of this, Cheers, and good friend. luck in your war against apathy and evil. Genuine pleasure. Thank you. What an interesting fellow. Whether you agree with him, him or not. He doesn't even begin <laughs> to explain. But what, what was something you said after the interview? Because I was quite happy being the superhero guy. I like superheroes. Yeah, I like yeah. costumes and stuff. So it was all I was really in my element. And you said that you found him quite serious. You found him a committed person.
1: Yes. Well, if you're going to get dressed up in ridiculous clothing and lightning bolts on your hat, you kind of have to They're take it They're not lightning bolts, seriously. Dan. They were kangaroos. Shit, I've done it again. <laughs> He's going to come for me. He is. At night. Uh. <laughs> but, I mean, you've got to be Serious about it, or else no one else will take you seriously. And he
0: did take it very seriously. He took it
1: frighteningly. Seriously. Yeah, you were quite,
0: you were quite taken aback by it, wasn't it? I mean, he was quite. We have a, we'll put a picture on the website of him. We'll link to his webpage. He doesn't. I went into that interview. I'm going to be honest. I went into that interview going, what sort of psychopath
1: does this sort of thing? <laughs> mm. And I came out of this interview going, what sort of psychopath? <laughs>
0: He is, I found him quite genuine. He, he said, said some things which are interesting, but other than that, I found him quite... Whether you agree with him or not, he's yeah. a genuine person. Yeah. He's not doing it for the lark. Yeah, he's, he's not doing he's it so to wear a costume uh, and be silly. It's, he's not it, being half-hearted no, at all. No, he, he's really serious about it. So there we Imagine go. you
1: met Batman. Imagine how seriously Batman would take the fact that he dresses up as a bat. That's how serious Captain Australia takes his thing.
0: Can I help you tonight, officer? License and registration, please, sir. Here you go.
1: Whoa, uh, Superman? The Superman? You know me? Know you? Everyone down the station is a huge fan of you, sir. Hey, thanks. When you rounded up the clownfish gang, you solved a lot of problems for us. We even had a cake in your honor. A cake? Hey, thanks a lot. No worries. Well... I just pulled you over to tell you you've got a brake light out on the right-hand side, so if you want to get... Hold on, it says here you're legally required to wear glasses when you drive.
0: Oh, I'm, um, I'm wearing
1: contacts? Hmm, Uh, could you tell me what you see on that green
0: sign up there? (laughs) Ha, sure, it says, um... uh, Necropolis... Death... Breakfast...
1: Metropolis Bed and Breakfast. Look, Superman, we appreciate the work that you do, but you'd better get this glasses issue sorted out.
3: And so it was that Superman, the city's moral guardian, found himself in a battle of wits against the Optician.
1: First one. Second one. Second one. Okay, again. First one. Second one. First one. Second one. They're, um, both... The- both the same? Good. Okay. You've got astigmatism in both eyes. I'm afraid you're going to need new glasses, and you're going to have to wear them all the time.
0: Oh, man!
1: Glasses don't have a social stigma that they once did. We have a range of very stylish frames.
0: No, it's not that. It's just... Uh, I... Oh, nothing. <laughs>
3: The next day, at the Daily Planet, Perry White
2: ponders the latest pictures of the Man of Steel.
1: Jimmy, come here. These latest pictures of Superman. Is he wearing glasses?
3: Uh, That's right, sir.
1: You know, with those glasses on, he looks just like... Good morning, sir. Clark, just the man I wanted to see. I need you to...
0: Clark, have you always had a mustache? Uh, Yes, sir. And big, bushy eyebrows. It comes on my mother's side, sir. And you've taken to smoking a cigar. Yes, sir. A woman is an occasional pleasure, but a cigar is always a smoke. No, I get it. Groucho Marx, right? I wouldn't belong to any organisation that have me as a member. You need to stop.
1: Okay, Greg. Dan. Dan. I want you to picture this. Mm Mm-hmm, I'm picturing. It's a time of a zombie apocalypse. Oh,
3: yay!
0: And you
1: want to give yourself the best chance of surviving. I'm already there! What is the first big impediment to you surviving? Well, getting my brains eaten, probably. Oh, that is is so adorable. That is so naive and adorable. That's so sweet. No, 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 no. The the biggest... (laughs) The biggest impediment yes. is that there are a whole bunch of humans out there who desperately want to stop you from eating their delicious brains. I'm not a zombie. Oh, you'll be a
0: zombie. big Bigfoot, who is who? It's, it's all going down at the zoo. <laughs> I won't be a zombie, Dan. I'm prepared. I have a zombie plan. I know where my towel is. I know where my beans are. I am ready for the zombie apocalypse.
1: That is so sweet. Don't you, you mock that me. Way.
0: Okay. The zombie
1: apocalypse is coming. It's a long way away. It's possibly weeks away. But it's coming. (laughs) It's coming. It's inevitable, and you can't stop it. We know that we're going to become zombies. We're going to get bitten. In this scenario, (sighs) we know that there are zombies coming, Mm. and we have submitted to the fact that we are going to become zombies. Okay. It's fine. going to happen. What we want to do is be the most successful zombies that we can possibly be, <laughs> knowing that zombies are dumb and they can't prepare themselves. Oh, but I before see. we get bitten, we can prepare ourselves to become great zombies. Mhm. So, I want to discuss with you, how would we do that? How would we become the best zombies ever?
0: Okay, that's, okay, well, I'll go with that. If you, if you can't be the, if you can't be a survivor, you want to be the, the zombie that will to you a survivor, ter- you'll just be a surviving if, zombie. If, if, yes, you haven't really survived. We're we, we talking about undead zombies here. We're we yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. not talking 28 days later, no, sprinting no, 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 zombies. No, no. And if we point out another podcast, I'd be very bad sprinty zombie, because I'd have to be, yeah. 20... <laughs> yeah. No shamblers. No, okay, shamblers. shamblers eating shamblers. brains. Right, that sort of thing. So George Romero kind yes. of zombies. Okay, right, gotcha. So what would I do to be the best zombie? How you stop a zombie? You have to either destroy the brain. Yep. Or remove the head. Yes. So. You need to have a big iron ring around your neck. Oh, nice. So they can't cut your head off. Like, uh, a,
1: like a neck brace. Like a
0: neck brace. Made from iron that goes over your shoulders. Yeah. You don't need to have a lot of head motion as a zombie. No, zombies don't do a lot of looking over themselves. No, their no shoulders. You're, you're a shambler, so you just turn around weirdly anyway. Yeah. And all they normally keep their heads quite yeah. all kind of up and I down. I guess all the
1: muscles tense up and yeah, I Yeah, I, I suppose so. I see it,
0: that. And then I, I want to put a helmet over the top of that because I yeah. want to save my little cranium. That's yeah. the important thing.
1: Like um, a bulletproof I guess the army have bulletproof helmets.
0: Yeah, or just, just something to stop someone bashing him with a bat. You go, stop it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Bang bang, and some sort of mouth guard as well that would say so they can't like smash you through the face. And on the back of it, I'd write. No, I'm alive. Written on us. Now you've stumbled into a bit of a problem because if
1: there's a mouth, guard, oh. how do you eat brains?
0: Oh, damn! I forgot about the eating thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I could rip and maybe push it through. Uh, push it through.
1: See, that's not going to make you a oh. successful zombie. No, you're other right. zombies going to eat brains. brains faster than you. Good can.
0: point. Oh, you need um a gardening claw kind of things attached to your hands. So when you're ripping at people, Ooh, you're not just grabbing and tearing. It. You have to actually, rah, like pff, ah, he's got knives on his hands. He's undead Wolverine. Yes, like Wolverine blades. <laughs> that's that's the shit. And then you shing and Oh, ter- and, you, and you just have to coat them with poison nice. so if you, you nick them then of course they they slow down over time
1: I came up with a really good idea mm-hmm. aside from the body armour thing yes a little solar powered audio device around your neck that just plays
0: in a loop. Don't shoot! I'm not a zombie! Ah, that's like the more advanced version of my I'm Alive yeah, in the back of yeah. my head. That's, that's quite clever. Because but you'd people, attract a lot of zombies to yourself. But was you, that good? Because the zombies would come to the sound of the voice, and they would be attracted. So they'd be walking around going, there's a human here, we can't ooh, work it now out. That,
1: you see, now we're stuck in zombie folklore. How do zombies know who to attack? How do zombies know who's alive and who's another zombie? Yeah. Because so zombies don't attack each other,
0: other zombies. No, 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 not, not those sort of things. So they're normally attracted by people moving and talking and somehow they seem to know. So maybe if they just mystically know, then we don't, nothing really matters. No. But if they're looking for a voice, even if they find your voice, they won't attack you anyway because you're undead. You're one mm-hmm. of them. But they, they'll mill around you and that could be good. That's an ablative zombie shield. Oh, nice. So, you, so now you're surrounded by a whole lot of other idiot zombies doing, like, you go shamble, shamble, shamble. And they have to, like, smash their way to get to you and you're in the center. Could you strap a zombie to a Segway? Oh, he wouldn't balance very well. well Not, they're a bit stiff.
1: I mean, they, they, they stand up. Apparently, it's as easy as standing up on a Segway.
0: People still follow... Like you you uh. couldn't stick
1: him in a Jeep. Why <laughs> oh, could you stick him in a Jeep?
0: <laughs> but he can't drive.
1: No, but he tried to walk, and every time he walks with his <laughs> right foot, he goes
0: boom, and just it, once again, not terribly successful. Not good
1: for getting at brains.
0: Yes, yeah, so if we're gonna do the brains problem, that's yeah. it. what else do we need? We need to have some sort of
1: it's live underwater, right? Oh,
0: in the George Romero yeah. ones, yeah they, yeah, yeah, they can definitely go. They don't seem to like water. They don't seem to like crossing it because in one of the movies, like Land of the Dead, they finally work out they can. Oh, right. that's a big thing. Woo, like, look at that. Woo. So
1: one of the biggest problems is that zombies are slow. Mm. Can you speed up a zombie?
0: Could you get something sort of speeding? Go back to the armor thing. You've got to put armor all over your body. At least like things like your legs. You want to protect your legs so you don't get your legs blown off. Yeah. So you want to sort of wear plates. So it doesn't plates. matter
1: if you're slow if you're going to survive forever. I guess. Well, I think plenty of patience. It's,
0: it's just once, once there's a whole lot of you, but you also you want to get. You know, you
1: know what your problem is? You want to be able to sneak up on people. Yeah, that's where the zombie <gasps> thing is because zombies are, are always popping out of the darkness. Mm, mm. You hear so dark like, clothes, clank, clank, clank. So mm. you don't want metal feet.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> metal shoes or anything. Right, so nice soft shoes.
1: Yeah, like runners.
0: Runners, yeah, okay. And a dark clothing. Dark yes. clothing. Good uh, idea. But you want to also make sure that it's not easily torn or stains very well because that's a big giveaway of someone's walking along with some blood sort of gushing off of terrible I think wounds.
1: Be like a plastic. What's a trustworthy outfit for someone to have? A policeman. A policeman? Maybe a policeman a zombie.
0: But you wearing a big helmet but though. You are wearing a big obvious. helmet and a neck brace. Yeah, you don't have a good
1: point. You look like a, one of King Arthur's
0: knights. Yeah. Well, that's it. Maybe that's it. Wear a big suit of armor and just tie a sword to your hand and just be waving yeah, it around. Yeah. waving oh, around. That's good. Anymore. A sword
1: in one hand, like locked into one hand, mm. and the other hand for clawing at brains.
0: Well, how about a shield? No, would that work? I'm not sure. If you had a big riot shield uh, strapped to your arm, when it's at least a, you'd have some protection you'd from get the side. Caught. Yeah, you probably would, wouldn't you? you so... Get caught in the door. Uh, 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 yeah, arm ripping off. So you don't want a sword then either. So really, the Wolverine clause is what we've come down to here. Yeah. that's very important.
1: Although, how is, is a zombie going to grab meat brains and then bring it up to his face and then cut himself? But
0: that's in a okay. Head he doesn't. It's, 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 it's be. That's all right. That's no big deal.
1: Well, he doesn't heal. He. he, he it's, we've already got. This is some other guy. Yeah. It's, this is us no, it's, as no, zombies. It's, it's some other guy. Some other guy. This yeah. is you as a
0: zombie. No, it's not. <sighs> also, in some movies, breaking the neck means that oh. you stop working as well. So yeah. if you. But well, a big that's neck, why the neck brace. Big neck brace. Yeah, so, the, you,
1: I think a great big yeah. helmet head. Mm. You really Like chain mail for a knight, but, but solid.
0: You need to attract humans to you. I do like your tape idea. I wouldn't have it all the time. No, no, no. I just have it call be. out every so often. It would be on a random loop timer. So what, it would do like. The thing is,
1: if you've got these humans who are walking down the road, yeah. who are trying to pick zombies off yes. from a group. Mate, what you need is a little pulley system so that every couple of seconds your zombie just sticks their hand in there and waves. (laughs) Just goes yoink! Wave, wave, wave. <laughs> don't shoot me! I'm not a zombie. Wave, 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 wave! wave, wave. wave. I, don't not to... shoot me!
0: <laughs> I don't know how. how would you say? Set... That's a very complicated system. I'm just... I know where some guns are. It's just. just say help. I mean, if you are trying to make it simple, if they see you and they can see you're a zombie, you're gonna get shot in the head. Hopefully, your helmet will protect you, but from actual. I it's, haven't been bitten yet. It's, it's, yes, but you need. You just need someone yelling help. And a woman's voice. You don't want a male voice. You want a woman or a child. Ah, now we're getting psychological. And so it's not so that in front of you can see you. It's just they. so you walk in there at nighttime, you hear someone going, oh, help me, help me, I need to get in. Or oh, help me, I'm stuck out here with zombies. And really pitiful. And, and then, of course, people have to go and look. They'll see you shambling, but they won't know it came from you because mm. you're not by yourself. And then, of course, they have to go and open the door to work out where this woman or child is. And that's when you probably get in, or someone gets in, like one of the zombies gets in.
1: Now, you're going to sustain injuries that aren't going to heal. Mm. But should you stave off infection and such?
0: If you're mystically undead, then no. If you're a dead thing, you're a dead thing. It's hard to say. Could you prevent yourself
1: from rotting? Could you inject yourself full of. Well, that would kill you. You're
0: going to die anyway, I suppose. Uh, Maybe you should do things, you don't want to fill your stomach up because you want to have things for meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You probably, actually, actually, what you probably do need to do is wrap all your limbs in duct tape. A, duct tape as in duct tape everything yes. together because it's quite thick but yeah. it doesn't. you don't cover your elbows. Do you it, bendy bits yes the knees. bendy bits of the human body yes knees and elbows and that sort of thing but you cover yourself in duct tape all over and you can put little pads in there if you want to so people if they punch you or whatever won't you're not, you'll feel it you can't just break it so if someone does stab you through the guts and you've, got, and you've got a terrible wound it's only a small duct tape wound it might hold everything in a bit it's basically it's yeah. another layer of skin it's just mm. a, a big, big, thick layer of skin. Duct tape yourself as much as you can. Keep everything inside, inside. And as you start
1: rotting, it'll keep its uh, integrity.
0: Yes, that's, that's what I'm trying to do, yes. Yeah. And if you really, really wanted to, you could get really interesting and put little bits of metal rods on the outsides of your arms and then duct tape all that in together on either side of mm. your oh, arm. Oh, that's so, a good idea. So basically now you have special bones. You've got metal yeah. bones. So if someone slams your arm, it, it won't just smash it off. Or yeah. they hit you with a sword. It'll go clang! And they go, oh dear. Because you get your hands up and you got, oh, you probably want metal plates on your palms because, you know, like defensive wounds when people get attacked, it's like zombies sort of trying to reach out and getting their hands hit. You don't want to lose your hands. Mm. That's bad, especially with your clawing arms. yeah So we've got gauntlets. G- yeah, that's, yes, that's the thing. So, so the first thing, and then the arms. So they can't smash your arm off. They can't cut your arm off. They have to ping it bounces mm-hmm. off it's, it's anything and also from behind it all comes down to armour lots and lots of armour yep. I just realised that's sort of a thought we keep coming back a to a suit of armour basically. Yeah, basically and but, a sword basically. but you don't want knight. to be wandering around like a plate the armour because people yeah, will a see clank. you clank. and they and, and clank, clank. And they'll, but they'll see you as well you don't want to be noticeable noticeable you want to be wearing a shirt like a normal shirt like the duct tape everything should be under the shirt you don't want people to work out what you are until you've got to them. So they make the fatal mistake of going, "He's a zombie." So they're going to notice the giant neck brace. They're going to spot. You need a hoodie. Yes. Ah. A hoodie.
1: The problem is he's still going to be shambling. If only there's a way to make you jog. <gasps> Could you get one of those physiotherapists' electrical current things and hook it up? Tensing unit. A tensing unit, yes. so that it, it alternated on both sides, <laughs> and so and, and it made you do little hop steps. I th-
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's
1: shambling, it's gonna go yeah. pop. Pop, unfortunately, if they get out of sync, you're going to be bunny hopping down the road. And and
0: then you fall over and you can't get up again. Because you're you're covered in armour. And you're kicking wildly in the air. (laughs) So you have to to make sure, like a turtle, you have to make sure you can get up. You you don't want to be so armoured up you can't move. Yeah. The zombie's got to be able to very easily get back to its feet. What else? If you're just trying to kill people, then you could could pack yourself full of explosives. But you're not trying to kill people. You're just trying to be the zombie that sort of outlasts other zombies. Yes.
1: Blowing yourself into the tiny components. A
0: refrigeration yet. unit. So, Ooh. so um, if you go into the deep into caves in some cave systems, there's one. It's made from crystals. Yes, crystal caves, and, and they for years they've been building up, and then then the water gets drained out of them when the mining company goes in. Yeah. it's South America, you know, these massive crystals. To go into though, it's really hot because deep in the earth, yes. and it's, it's a very hot place. So you get refrigeration units and, mm-hmm. and it keeps your body temperature down. It's uh, a suit
1: made of ice cubes, basically.
0: Yes, and that's why. Yeah, so you can. You but can
1: that's get, only going to last for. We get powered. Version.
0: Sure, there it must be like a powered version that that just like applies. you're running a refrigerator on you. Yeah, like, like, that's d- going to be pretty heavy. But you're, de- you're dead. Like you, care. you're shambling anyway. Like yeah, you but care. you want
1: to be able to get up again. Like, oh, weight okay. was all. Well,
0: like, you don't want to have, to have a <laughs> refrigerator. You don't want a refrigerator on you. No, I just want a refrigeration would, unit. Why
1: would cold benefit you?
0: Because you don't want to rot. Keeping everything colder will stop infections and will will slow down infections anyway. Mm. It will maintain you longer in the, in the nasty heat. How could you prey on
1: people's desire not to shoot some people? Like, how do you look nice? Could you cover your eyes with like big shiny manga eyes or something? And look really extra cute. Give
0: you that split second. Of, <laughs> well, oh, my God, it's manga. Oh, God. Does putting something odd on your face will that make them hesitate? So if you come around the corner and you're shambling and you've got a big bunny mask, like a happy bunny mask, yep. does that draw more attention to so they yeah. shoot you first? Or does it make them go, what the hell? And then so what you've got to get is not, not something silly like a bunny mask. You've got to get a mask that's like a real person's mask so that your terrible, though it wouldn't look good up front, cover the whole head the helmet system you've built with fake hair and a and a, and a fake face ah. so you, you're too big you're way too big but from a distance you would not know you yeah. may not know and it would be that kind of is that a guy just wandering he's still a shambler yeah. and you'd kind of look a bit frank and so occasionally
1: you just got waving and going hey, hey, hey I'm not a zombie I'm a
0: woman hey I'm a woman <laughs> come save me yeah yeah
1: I think I think we're going to make the two best zombies ever
0: so if anyone wants to try and stop us, get in early. I shouldn't do that. That's that's I just I just invited many hundreds of people to try and kill me. Don't do that <laughs> Kill Dan Wait, what? If you... I don't
1: even know how to ask this.
0: We need to know what you think the best surviving zombie will actually look like. Yes. So if you want to take our idea, that's fine. Draw a picture of our zombie survivalist.
1: Yes. <laughs> All With its metal neck brace and its helmet and, and its hair on top of the helmet. And its fake, and its
0: fake face and its Wolverine claws and, and its and refrigeration it unit. And and waves. That's right. <laughs> it's a piston power thing. And a little speaker on the front that goes...
1: Hey, I'm not
0: help. Help! I need your help. Yeah. Then if you want to do that, that's fine. If you come up, with, if you think we're lunatics and we've got it all wrong, draw your own picture and send it to us. We're we need get, to.
1: We're gonna get a zombie in a mech.
0: <laughs> mech zombie. It's just it's it's the Death Star right in the centre, a zombie pulling levers.
1: There's <laughs> just a zombie in a big locked vault, like a huge <laughs> du- Duck, and a whole bunch of brains in the corner. Just being
0: delivered in. Hello, please put your brain in this area, or just the aliens from Skyline as their minion. Nice. They hate brains. Stupid movie.
1: So yes, and uh, post email your drawings into us. Post.
0: Post. Uh, (laughs) Ah, welcome to tie
1: your drawings to the leg of a pigeon and (laughs) and send them into
0: us, (laughs) and we'll send you a shirt if it's good. Oh God! Yay! CryptoZoo. What's the CryptoZoo? It's what we have. Oh, to, yeah. It's the CryptoZoo shirt for the CryptoZoo winner. Yes, it's another competition that no one will enter. Yay! <laughs> I won't have to do shirts. <laughs> we will actually pick the best one.
1: We're coming up on the fly. This is totally yeah. improvised. We're going to pick the only one. Yes, and we're going to send it
0: to you. And we will send you a shirt. God,
1: what are we getting ourselves into?
0: The Trojans have burrowed themselves in like a tick. We'll be stuck in the stalemate for years. Achilles, I may have a plan. Ah, Decius, I can always count on
1: you to think outside the box. I propose that using the remains of the shipwrecked vessels, we construct a giant wooden horse. Go on. We drag the finished construction to the gates of the enemy and leave it there as a gift. I see. They cannot refuse a gift, even from their sworn enemies. Even in a time of war, the right of manners insists they take it within their citadel walls. That's genius, Odysseus! The giant wooden horse will be so kitsch that it will drop their property values through the floor. The value of the residences will tumble, and their economy will spiral out of control. Uh, Um... What stops them from just hiding it? This is the most fiendish part. We keep a constant watch. Um You know how you always get that ugly old pot out that Andromache got you for solstice and then hide it away as soon as she leaves?
3: Aww.
0: Well, we'll never leave. Uh, that seems like a long game plan, Odysseus. Could we not simply fill the belly of the horse with our own soldiers who can sneak out at night and then open the gates, allowing us to burn the place to the ground?
1: Mm, I suppose so, eh? I just thought you wanted to do some long-term damage. Burning their homes to the ground is not long-term. It'll slow them down, but ultimately it's their delicate economic system that's their Achilles heel. Hey, what the hell is that supposed to mean? All right, this is your last chance.
0: This is the competition.
1: This is the competition. (laughs) We're at
0: three all. And he's not being nice. I know he said that. We both
1: have one chance
0: left. Oh, one chance. So I get to challenge you one more time? Yes. Oh, So we're in three and three at a possible six. We're not doing very well, are we? But we're learning each time. (laughs) Supposedly. Well, actually, that'll be a really good one for next year. When we come back, I can ask you the same question and see if you answer it properly. Oh, man, I'd better get studying (laughs) what that uh, nuclear isotope is. (laughs)
1: Six, two, three... (laughs) Six one nine three, <laughs> three, three, uranium, three,
0: one, one. uranium two 235 two, two, and two three, two, three eight three,
1: five, yes or two three eight don't confuse me two, Those three, are both
0: yeah, yeah, you good okay and forget plutonium ninety two that that's just crazy it is crazy <laughs> uh,
1: okay so electricity I hope you know a lot about electricity no. <laughs> Now it exists, yeah it e- does damn straight it exists ass because it 's in a storm mm. you 've got a, a positive charge in the cloud, mm. and a negative charge, I the well, not a negative charge, but not a positive charge on the ground, and then it has to even out.
0: So <laughs> the on, electricity... Hang on, has... hang on. Hey, I, I'm not, not going to take a question from someone who just said positive charge in the cloud and not a negative charge on the ground. Not a positive charge <laughs> Therefore, the therefore... <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> hey, this segment
1: is no not change, about me being right. No no that, being, being right. There's no change of charge. There's no
0: transfer of electricity. That is what
1: I'm trying to get at. There is a transfer of electricity right. when there is a charge at one end and it has to even out, yes, basically. Yes, it has yes. to get to the other end. It grounds, make... no less. All oh, right. It's got to be even on both ends. Mm. Say you've got a little device with a mm. battery, mm-hmm. and the charge goes out of the positive. I'm guessing goes out of the positive
0: <laughs> anodes and cathodes,
1: and it goes around the device through the through. It makes a circuit. Yes, okay, and it comes back to the negative one, mm-hmm. and then and that's electricity going through there. Yes. Now, on a bit of wire, electricity can travel one one direction or the other direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know
1: what a diode is? I know the name. Okay, there are many types <laughs> of diodes, but a basic diode. Mm-hmm. The design is that electricity can only go in one direction. Right, okay. Unlike a bit of wire, electricity can go both directions. Mm -hmm. Diode, only one direction.
0: It's a gate of some sort.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to know, how do
0: diodes work? How do diodes work? Like, how
1: how do they allow electricity to go in one direction and not allow electricity to come back in the other direction?
0: Okay. I am not trained in electronics. This is going to be interesting. But I'm going to start saying a diode, you have resistors... And you have capacitors.
1: Now a capacitor stores charge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Capacitor stores charge. Fascinating.
1: Fascinating to know how that works too.
0: It's charges. You have plates and things like that. I can kind of picture that in my head. How does a diode work? Yeah. Now it's not a basic device. It's actually it's not one of the basic bits of electronic kit. It's not as like capacitor or resistor. It's not not that level of uh, basic electronics. Really? I, I think okay <laughs> that uh, diode is something is the next level up it's like it's it built electricity runs so the problem is i'm running on, on your information then that the electricity can only ch- go one way is that are you sure that's what a diode does should, should i check yes you probably should check
1: a semiconductor diode mm-hmm. is what we're talking about here okay current can flow in one direction but it can't flow in the other direction
0: right so we've confirmed that is is definitely a device that can only let current run in one direction Okay, so how would I build a diode? Someone said, Greg, build a diode right now. Current can only run in one direction. And it is used as a gate, is that correct? It's in computers, so yes, it's used as a gate of some sort or a way of passing information. I can't
1: give you any clues because I've no
0: idea. (laughs) All right, here's my guess. Flat out, total and utter guess. Yes. But it's a guess. That's what I like to hear. I would say you can't change the laws of physics, so you can't make it literally block electricity or electrons are moving back one way or the other. Yep. So it's not that the, the intrinsic property of the material, because that would mean it would be a basic device like a resistor or something like that, right? Yep. So, or it be built into wire. You just make wire to any one direction. You wouldn't have a word for diode if that's what yeah. metal did, okay? It would just be what metal does. Yeah. <sighs> it's not a resistor. There's no resistance between them. You don't need a resistor. I, I keep coming back to capacitor. Something to do with capacitor or capacitance. My guess would be you have charge, you have a capacitor built in, like plates or whatever, so that one side builds up a charge faster than the other side and then discharges the charge across the capacitor in one direction from the plate that's gaining the charge. Oh, that's clever. And so you have lots of electrons building up on the the cathode... 50 50% chance of being right there, have not looked at electronics source, uh, textbook for a long time. So the oh, cat is negative. I think that's my, yes, I'm trying to remember my little anagram for remembering my little monogram, not monogram, an- anonym, no, monogram. Mon- 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 the, you know like uh, Memen- e- every, mnemonic e- mnemonic yeah every good boy deserves fruit yeah that thing yeah. I, th- I think it's cats are negative that's sort the of thing cats are negative animals that's what so your cathode is your negative oh, I'm probably wrong anyway but anyway the, the negative charge is building up because electrons are negative so that's yep. the center cross so uh, my guess it's a capacitor that has a, a side that actually builds up charge fast and then discharges across the other way so it's like a big bridge when everything builds up on one side it's building up on both sides but the charge will only go in one direction because it builds up faster and discharges. Across it, that right. sounds so ridiculously simple, like a drawbridge system for electricity. That's my only guess. That's all I can say. I think that the charge builds up on one side, and it's, a, it's based on capacitance, and it passes it across, and therefore you get a flow across the diode in one direction, and then from there it travels on. So if electricity tries to come the other way; it can't. Well, I don't know how's it coming the other way anyway. It's got to make It's got to make a, a circuit. It's not coming from both directions. I'm just trying to, work. but
1: it, if you turn one around, it, it the current literally can't flow through it.
0: So you could block the current, or or, yeah. or swap it around. Yes, okay. So yeah, but that's still that's still my guess. There has to be some sort of resistance built in as well, obviously, to stop the electricity just jumping across. But it would be once it so maybe a, God, now it's complicated a resistor on one side on the cathode side, and then with the capacitor built into it and or next to it in in series probably, and then it sends electricity across. When the capacitor builds up to a certain level, it basically goes bang. It can overcome the resistance and goes across. If it can't build up, if the other side, if the anode side can't build up, I, can't, I shouldn't say anode side because it, the electricity can't build up on the other The on the other side, the resistor stops the electricity from getting through. It only, once it gets to a certain level, does it fire across. So it's like saying a wall. Mm. Think of it, think, think of, it, think of a, a flood. A dam. Up. Yeah, a weir, that's right, a, a, a levee. So yeah. you have two meters of flood, but a three-meter levee, well, nothing happens. The water's not going there. If you have then go to four metres, you get water going over your levee and it floods the other area. On the other side, though, so if you have a three-metre wall and you have water that's at one metre on either side, it goes nowhere. Once one side goes up higher than three metres, it can flow that way, but the other side can't flow back because it can never get higher faster.
1: So what you're saying is it's like a wall which is higher on one side of the wall than the other side of the
0: Yes, wall. I suppose a sloped... A sloped how, how, very met- how very... I, know, I, I suppose it would be a sloped... It would have to be a sloped... That wouldn't make any sense. No, it doesn't work. Uh. Let's, let's not try and think of electronic yeah. level things in physical yeah. kind of phases. But that's my guess. It, was that a guess? I'm very excited. That was a
1: ramble. <laughs> because you, I think, are about to learn how an actual diode works. <laughs>
0: oh, wait, hang on. Just make Dan happy. To Wikipedia! Oh, Wikipedia, which is the name of the
1: segment. That's not. It's the end-all
3: end of all
0: information. <laughs> and we're back from Wikipedia, which is not the name of the segment, no matter what Dan says. <laughs> It's something that we use. And especially for this one, I think this kind of proves that sometimes you can't just use Wikipedia, because Wikipedia didn't really explain it that well. It, it yeah. threw a lot of words, and that's great, but at the end of the day, you have to go, I had to go and research other things to try and work out exactly what those words all meant. Yeah. So, okay. So, start off with, I was wrong in the fact that it's nothing to do with capacitance and using a capacitor or resistors and things like that. Yep. So I have to give that. But... I seem to be correct on this idea that electricity has to flow in one direction, obviously it only flows yeah. in one direction and in the old thermionic diodes, like the old vacuum tubes and that sort yes. of thing, what they would do is the electricity would flow in one direction, and then they would heat that plate, the cathode, yep. and then once they've heated it to a certain level, this would liberate some of the electrons, which would then jump to the anode, and that would cause a flow in one direction. Oh, so if the electricity right. came back the other way, then it was sitting on the anode, it wouldn't be warmed up enough to jump. You're not actually warming it up to jump, that sounds a bit... Yeah. That's too simple. But, so when you heat it up, it causes thermionic emission across the from the cathode to the anode which causes electricity to flow but that's the old style you didn't ask about that you asked about semiconducting diodes yes the modern ones work on a similar principle silicon has a certain level where the, its natural state its properties will actually impede electricity to a certain level so you have the uh, cathode and the anode you have the p side and the N side. I, i'm not i can't really explain this terribly well this requires mm. a lot of knowledge of electronics but the cathode is normally the, the p side if you want it to flow in that direction what happens is electricity goes to that point or appears at that side of the diode yep. and it builds up. It, once it builds up a, a 0.7 of volts, then it can jump. It has the energy to make the jump to the anode. Yep. So it jumps in one direction. Mm-hmm. The anode side has a higher, that number is higher. Like I said, talked about the wall side, that was kind yep. of correct. And so the, if the electricity flows the other way, it can't get enough energy to make the jump to the P side. Oh, okay. So by doping the material, the silicons, with certain impurities, you can actually... There are more holes in the silicon for the, le- the electrons to tunnel through, though that is a very bad analogy. It mm-hmm. gives you an, it's an analogy. And so therefore, it tunnels through that way. There, it's, there are less holes on the anode side. You can, it says you can actually get some current coming back sometimes, but it's negligible. Yep. And that's because the, there are less holes on the other side to let the electrons through. Once again, that doesn't make much sense to think of holes, yeah. but it's, it's an analogy. So on one side, you have a lower threshold that allows the electricity to jump across than the anode side, which is a higher threshold, therefore it can't flow back in that direction. If you block it, it just stops it. The electricity cannot get the the voltage. You set it so it won't actually go across. (sighs) Right.
1: (laughs) So what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that you've researched it, and on one level, it's kind of like the wall is higher on one side than the other side.
0: Yes. For the water. Mm Mm-hmm. But I tried to bring in capacity. I admit that is wrong. it's it, wrong. Well, it's still resisting. So there is a resistance involved. Mm. It is natural resistance of the material. Silicon resists to a certain level. Maybe not the technical electronic version of a resistance, though, because a resistor is something that resists electricity, which it is. I figured uh. that this challenge would really stump you.
1: <laughs> and you managed to get far enough through that the only thing I understand about your explanation... <laughs> It's the thing that you came up with before you looked it up.
0: <laughs>
1: it's not right.
0: No, it's not. You don't
1: deserve one point. No, no, definitely not. But I'm afraid I'm going to have to give you point one of a point. I'm mad
0: enough to admit zero. Honestly, zero. I, I couldn't... I have... have no, I no, 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 that's
1: the thing. I'm in charge here. I'm the Ooh. person putting down the thing. Don't
0: try to be nice. And you I'm can't not, change now. It's weird. I am
1: not being nice. The problem is that I now have a, have slightly more understanding of the system of what a semiconductive diode is because of your explanation before you looked it up. So I have to give you point one of a point. Right. So I'm at three point one. You're at three point one That means you have to get
0: point one
1: I have to get point one one of a point next time. Or even point one zero zero zero
0: zero 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 lot of zeros later. One.
1: Yes.
3: Welcome to Smart Enough to Know History. I'm your host, Trinity Fair. Today we're taking a look at some fun facts for April 17. It was on this day in 1397 that author Jeffrey Chaucer told his Canterbury Tales for the first time in the court of Richard II.
0: One that Aprilie with his shoes and suit from the root of March perched to the root. Hey, would you mind?
3: It was on this day in 1521 that scholar Martin Luther refused to recant his Protestant teachings in front of the assembly known as the Diet of Worms.
0: Ich kann ein ketzer aber ich zu von Fundusig Hey, would you mind?
3: And it was on this day in 1961 that a CIA-trained and financed group of Cuban exiles launched the Bay of Pigs invasion.
0: La Revolución va a mata a Fidel Castro. Hey, would
3: you mind? This has been Smart Enough to Know History for April 17th.
0: And now we've reached that time of the podcast where we look at scientifically based or scientifically interesting songs.
1: Yay. Songs
0: without any heart or passion. Oh, you're such a robot. You Cylon. You replicant. It's time to die, Dan. I time am not a robot. Die. G-beams. G-beams? G-beams glittering off the shoulder of Orion.
1: It is just photons. I don't know what, the, I don't know what a G-Beam is. I,
0: I, 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 suddenly all the Blade Runner... Yo, well, what's up, G-Beam? All the, all the Blade Runner people got very annoyed at me because I don't think it is G-Beams. Anyway, the, the song for oh, today... Oh, well, they get annoyed
1: at me too because you know what?
0: That film's boring. It's... Okay, God, it's not. It is an awesome film. It's dull. It's, how can you... How can you, have a na- how can you have a naked chick being shot in the back crashing through multiple glass in slow motion as silly and boring? No, it's... Dull. Which ones have you watched? Ridiculous. Oh, I can't. I, there's a whole... Oh, Blade Runner. Blade, yeah. Runner's, Blade Runner still holds up. It's one of the only movies, What's about 30 years old? 25 years old? Something like that. Yeah. And it's it's the only movie that I can think of where the special effects still hold up quite well. You, you, you think back at 30 years ago of any movie that... Ghostbusters. That you could still, still watch that, um, <laughs> is that... Actually, no, I'll give you that. Ghostbusters still... It no, looks,
1: it really doesn't. Doesn't it? No, you watch Ghostbusters now and you're like, gosh, those glowing puppets are oh really okay oh I mean, what... and i wish they'd go back and cgi that hair uh <laughs> the hair is, just needs a little bit of a
0: oh okay, there you go but no i think that they use a lot of mechanical special effects in blade runner not cgi effects well it? they couldn't they I couldn't no cgi yeah, that's, yeah strange enough so no it still holds up i think it's really interesting it's an action it's action packed but it's also got sort of thinky. what what does it mean to be human dan you would understand it with your silicon heart
1: speaking of silicon hearts Why don't you try to touch mine with your song?
0: (laughs) This is not really a song to make you feel. I just thought I found a fun little song talking about how religion would come into effect or how religion has a scientific basis almost. Now, it comes from a gentleman who's quite famous called by uh, by the name of Brian Dunning from Skeptoid.com. He does his own podcast. And and if you're not listening to Skeptoid, you probably should, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very good 10-minute podcast looking at skeptical issues, more to the point looking at things people believe, so UFOs or Bigfoot or whatever, and then he dissects the information in a very interesting manner. He did a whole podcast recently where he had a song that filled his entire podcast, and Mm -hmm. I just want to play the first bit because I think it really wraps up why when we first started being humans, whenever 2 million years ago sort of thing, why our forebears believe what they believe and how it sort of translates later on into religion.
2: Okay. What's that big thing in the sky watching over us? It must
0: know things that we don't know We give it all our trust I have no food, our caves are bare Life sucks, we all agree I guess that big thing in the sky Is freaking mad at me So let's build a fire and kill a goat And burn some virgins too And then good luck will come to us Our sun will see us through that's it. We can listen to the whole thing if you want. That's to. the song. Well, that no, there is a lot more to it, and people will put links, and you should go listen to the whole thing. But that's the first bit that really explains where people religion comes from. It sounds like a Muppet Show sketch. It really does. Okay, okay you I make can... that sound like a bad okay, thing. Okay, fine, fair that's, enough. That's why you were going. That's why I felt a bit weird when you're like, "Touch my heart, Greg, with your music, and make me love you know, science." Uh, it was a really bad one to pull that one on me before, because it really, <laughs> right. It was. <laughs> but, but don't you think it's a really clever? Look at where religion probably started from. As oh in well, yeah, the sun, and if we do things, it won't kill us. Yeah,
1: I just I can't stop thinking that it's Fuzzy Bear trying to explain it to me.
0: <laughs> and you, once again, you say that like a bad thing. The bear's a comedian. The comedian's a bear. You have
1: been listening to Smart Enough, No Better, episode 11. 11 with one more to go. If you have...
0: the year. What, until we explode? Until we... Until the 2012 of our podcast, where nothing will to change. Uh,
1: <laughs> if you have something to say about anything you heard in the podcast, jump into our forums on our website. Especially
0: and, especially about my crazy answer for diodes. Hey, engineers, how wrong was I? Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba.
1: <laughs> jump into the forums and start up a topic. Mm-hmm. Or... If you'd like a more
0: intimate communication. Especially to send your pictures of how your survivalist zombie. Survivalist zombie. Or, of course, recording your best Australian accent. Yes. Saying, Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. And don't forget to include your original accent so that we can mimic it. That's right, and therefore you can show how bad we are, because I'm awful. Send it along to dan at smartenough.org. Or greg at smartenough.org. If you want Dan to hear it, because you know, he gets weird. I do get a bit weird. Right. Then he knows your email address. That's yeah. Just, that's just odd. Or if you'd like to send
1: me pictures of you wearing very few clothing. Or just wearing a zombie. Very little clothing. Very little clothing.
0: Very few clothing. Yeah. Stop fewing and torting the octopuses. You octopi. Octo- octopuses are teached. <laughs>
1: Do we, is there something else? This is the end.
0: This is the end. Is the end. end. My only friend.
1: The end. end of something I don't know the song. No, you don't. Not much better than Fuzzy Bear, am I? <laughs> I've always said that.
0: Your mum's an idiomotor.
1: Ah, oh, how oh. dare you. How dare you imply that she's... No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going <laughs> with that, actually.
0: Just check. The, I'll, I'll leave the room.
1: Most poorly thought out segment ever.
0: Uh, police sirens. Car pulls over and the engine stops. There are boots on the gravel. That's our folly from now on. Let's <laughs> say that voice. An airplane passes overhead.
1: <laughs> the introduction music to smart enough to no know better plays. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good to take that out. <laughs> na-na, na no! Captain Australia says, Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
0: Supposedly. We forgot to record him, so it makes no sense. All right. <laughs>